Welcome back to the JJK Chronicles of Jujutsu Kaisen. What? What happened? JJK Chronicles just sounds so dumb. Keep going. It's a Jujutsu Kaisen podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. I'm Chad. And he laughs for no reason. Uh, today, we are here covering Season 1, Episode 9, Small Fry and Reverse retri- Retribution. Retribution. Small Fry. I had me a large fry earlier today. Did you? Yeah. Where'd you eat? Uh, Bojangles. Really? Yeah, even on breakfast time, I always get a large did fry. Did I ever tell you why I don't think you I did? You did not. Here we go. This might be an episode where we don't start talking about the episode until 10 minutes in, but guess what? Deal with it. So I went to Bojangles, all right? I ordered a chicken supreme combo, and I wanted mac and cheese. Okay. The first time I pull up, they say, oh, uh, we're sorry, we don't have any mac and cheese right now. It's going to take 30 minutes. So I was kind of like, hmm. But 30 I, minutes? I, that's my thought, right? But I go, all right, all right. I'll just take the, the fries. And they go, okay. And so I go eat my meal. Fine. About two, three weeks later, I go back. All right? I said, okay, this time I'm getting some mac and cheese. Or the same thing, mac and cheese, I go, they're not even hesitating. All right? Keep this part in mind. Okay. Not even thinking twice about it. They go, Oh, we're out of mac and cheese. It's going to be 30 minutes. Oh. And as no. soon as I got hit with that, you know what I thought? Oh, wow. I'm just being lied to. So guess what? Threw them for a loop. I said, oh, never mind. And they said, oh, never mind. I said, yep. Forget about it. Drove off. Left a two-star review. Let's go. Because I'm not that horrible of a guy, but also quit lying to me. Well, if you just don't want to make mac and cheese because your business is slowly dying because of Chick-fil-A's 20 feet away, that's fine. But don't lie to me. So you think they were lying to you? Yes, they're no, lying. Dude. You, uh, because you know how long because, it takes to make because, mac and cheese? Because, wait, wait. You better be careful. Because Travis used to work at a Bojangles, drove home, my inside source. I didn't even leave the two-star review yet because okay. I'm a fair, understanding person. I said, hey, Trav, remember when you worked at Bojangles? He said, yeah. I said, how long did it take to make mac and cheese? And he kind of looked. He was like, mm, 10, 15 minutes. And I went... Oh my god! And I told him. He said, "Oh, you were lied to." What? So why twice in a row, though? What's going on there? I think they just stopped making mac and cheese like around dinner time. Oh, that you went around dinner time? Yeah, you know, hard day at the hard day at the office, and just went to go grab some dinner, and yeah. Well, hey, thanks for wasting. I thought there was gonna be a better story than that, other than just your mac and uh, cheese that you're missing out on. What? Get the fries. They're way better than the mac and cheese. No, sometimes I want some mac... Sometimes daddy wants some mac and cheese. What's wrong wow. with that? You got a problem with mac and cheese? I mean, I just don't think it's worth giving 30 minutes of our podcast talking about your mac well, and cheese Well, it's been three story. minutes, and honestly, I'm scared because I'm on high alert. We got to the studio today. This is the kind of upkeep you uh, keep the state of things around here. There's a lizard on two my Xbox, feet away yep. from me. You have an Xbox here. There's a lizard. Um, I don't like lizards. Reptiles kind of freak me out. I'm not scared. Let's make one thing clear because I'm doing the podcast right now. I'm performing under this tense situation. But there is a lizard. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. 
Just don't bother him, man. I told you not to worry. Lizard's not going to attack you. You seem to think that the lizard was going to come at you, but it's, it's a lizard. Okay, but here's it's the thing. It, when I say it's two feet from me, I'm not kidding. So when I'm doing a podcast, the last thing I need to happen is to feel a lizard crawling up my leg. That's well, my issue. I don't think it's going to attack me. It's not you Godzilla. You don't have to worry about lizards. They don't go at you unless you smell really bad. So, Well, we so know. you're saying I smell good? Well, we're about to find out if he comes at you or not. I think you just said I smelled good. Thanks. Appreciate that. You want to name the lizard? I guess that's kind of our mascot now. You're usually no. so good with names. I'm not going to name it. Cat. Hey, you seem to be in a bit of a bitchy mood. I've got a name. Sorry. Uh, that was bitchy of me. Cat and Dick. It's just a d- terrible name. Any All other right. shitty stories you want to tell before we get no, into this? No, how about we just let you shine and get on to this episode where you just are a, Hey, I've got something. You know what? I can, got a bad I've got a great story. I can tell it in 10 seconds a thousand times better than your shitty mac and cheese well, story. Well, my mac and cheese story I told in about two and a half minutes approximately, and I think people need to know you got to be on the lookout and don't let the man boss you around when they say, oh, we're just, we just stopped making mac and cheese because we're a dying business, and so we're just not trying anymore. Okay, well, my mom asked me this morning if she should invest in Dogecoin. Small fry and reverse retribution. What do you think of this episode? Bad attitude? I don't like the small fry uh, in the beginning of the title, but I thought the episode was pretty well. Pretty well done. All right. What happened in this one? That's what I thought. We start off with what I thought was video evidence that got Chaz suspended from school for two weeks as a young woman can be heard saying, he was totally ogling my breast. See, I don't know what ogling means. I pro- I definitely did some verbiage oh. on breasts when I was you younger. Def- but- I've seen you look at some breasts. You definitely ogle them. Is that what ogling is? Mm-hmm. is it- I thought it was like f- juggling them. You're kind of juggling them around? No, no, no. Ogling is done through the eyeballs, I believe. Uh, um, yeah. So, I mean, we know you weren't touching any, any breasts, so this was purely well, looking. I was, just not maybe without permission. I don't know. Turns out, though, this is not when you got suspended for doing that. But instead, it's our young pop punk friend from the end of last episode who is getting bruised up by a whole gang of school children. Yeah, I mean, how is this guy being... How is he ogling breasts when he only has one eye that can see at all times? Yeah, he can only ogle. No ogling. He's just... One of these guys does indeed confirm that the girl in question indeed has a big rack. Huge rack, they said. So they do... He also said this. They do indeed bounce when she runs. Wow, I think this guy needs to get his ass beat for saying that. It's messed up. And I felt as if this whole thing was completely inappropriate, like you kind of said, and I wish we didn't have to cover it because I just don't like talking about um, young women's breasts. And sexualizing, Mm -hmm. yeah. But this is what you sign up for when you become a professional podcaster, so we will do it as gracefully as we can. We will ogle breasts as gracefully as we can. So it turns out our pop punk star's name is Yoshino, and he thinks to himself... He thinks to himself that if there was a button he could push that made everyone he hated die, he probably wouldn't push it. Respect. But if there was a button that would make everyone who hated him die, he'd push it without hesitation. Oof. I don't like that one. 
Yeah, what do you think of this? For me, it seems like I would be the complete opposite. Yeah, I, I don't think I would be either way, but I definitely would not be the way that he is. I'm a nice guy. I don't want anybody to die. It does um, seem a little dark. I'm not saying I would yeah. click a button to make everyone th- die, but... He seems like he's on the beginning stages of becoming the next uh, Zac Efron. Whatever Zac Efron played in that one movie. Ted Bundy. Yep. He's in the beginning stages of becoming a serial killer. That's what it looks like to me. He um, he definitely seems like he could be going down a dark road. To me, it's just like, alright, let's break this down. Everyone he hated die. Alright, so these are people he don't like. Yep. Or he doesn't like, he wouldn't push that button. Whereas if people who hated him, but he doesn't really care about, he's pushing that button to kill all those people. No, if you're living in their mind rent-free, let him live that way. What about the guy that's kicking his ass right now? If but he if was I, dead, he wouldn't get his ass kicked, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Yoshino probably hates that guy, right? Or does that guy hate him because he's kicking his ass? How, how could that guy really hate him, you know? He's so, he's so nothing. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard for me to beat somebody's ass if I don't hate them, you know? But that's like the idea of a bully. I don't know. I feel like... I guess it could. the hating feeling could be mutual as well, right? It could. Whereas in that case, <laughs> the button's getting pushed no matter what. These next two episodes, there is some deep, deep controversy and talk going on. Oh, yeah. We... Um, and I don't know if we're here... If I don't know if we're ready to handle it. Thank but. God we are here to break down that deepness. Here's the um, thing. I'm a lover. A lot of people call me a lover. Mm, a lot. Mm. I would say, you know, at least my parents did when I was younger, and mm-hmm. I'm not pushing a button to let do anyone want, die, except for you, maybe pedophiles. Do you want to address your caffeine addiction right now? I do not have a bad caffeine addiction anymore it's just like why are we drinking black rifle coffee at 2 p.m it's just well there's a great reason for that i'm a little tired right now just obnoxious i wanted to i wanted to bump myself up and give these people a damn good podcast well if you could start drinking the coffee a little bit quicker so you can get out of this bad attitude bitchy attitude i'd really appreciate it Says the guy that complained about his mac and cheese not being They're lying. Properly. It's not the mac and cheese. It's the mac and if cheese. If they told me, hey, we've stopped serving mac and cheese, I'd say, you know what? I understand. But don't lie to me. Because you know what 30 minutes is? You know why I question the 30 minutes? It's because that's the perfect amount of time for me to be like, oh, I'm not waiting 30 minutes. Do you know if I was really badass, you know what I've done? I would have said, all right, I'll wait. You should have done it. <laughs> or, or been like, make it 45. <laughs> and then they would have been at a loss. They wouldn't have known what to do because it's like, well, we actually, we're just not doing mac and cheese anymore. You like look up their platters. You're like, give me a platter of mac and cheese. It's like I'm the only person who's ordering mac and cheese and they got to make f- the only way they can make mac and cheese is in five pound batches. So then they have to be five pounds. Mal- Five pounds of mac and cheese for me to get <laughs> one side. Then you drive off a minute before they're done. <laughs> oh, I'm going back and seeing if they say it again. Um, if they say it again, I'd call them out on their lie. I would stop being a little B-word like you're being. Why? And I wouldn't drive home and cry to Travis about it like you've been doing. I would tell them to their face. I would pull up to the window and say, give me my mac and cheese or we're going to have a problem. Oh, this is that lovable guy he was just talking about, everyone. You know, Ronnie just said, oh, never mind, and I left on my merry way, but you're going to then I throw, you're gonna make confrontation. Then I'd throw a five at him, say, keep it. Uh, also, 
Instead of pushing these buttons, that seems just a little extreme killing people. You know what I thought the other day? What if I had a superpower, like a, a meaningless super... I won't say meaningless. It's a superpower that's not that cool. You know what I would do? What? I could pop the tires of anyone's car that I wanted to using only my mind. That's a little dangerous because you could do that while they're going 75 down the highway and kill them. Uh, did and I, other did drivers. I, did I say I was doing that? Well, I wouldn't want to give you that power. I don't trust you with it. Also, like, no one's back right tire goes out and they just go sliding into out of control. Like, give me a break. Guess you have not been in a wreck like that before. I've seen people die from that. Oh, have you seen people die yeah. from that? I've seen a lot of weird shit on the internet. All right. Just keep lying. So we cut to see a movie poster for what looks like a film called Human Earthworm 3. And just a heads up, this will be the first of like 17 times that they show us this movie poster. That's what they used to call me, the human earthworm. They really want to let us know what film uh, this whole episode's taking place in. By the way, they're called films, not movies. Give them yes. Movies. Okay. Especially when you go to the movie theater form. Mm-hmm. When you go to the movie theater form, they're called films. Exactly. Yoshino is attempting to buy a ticket, but can't get the attention of the woman working the ticket booth who is eating lunch and listening to the podcast Chronicles on or over the headphones. Right. You could just tell. Yeah, you could. By the way, she was smiling and, and being like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, you, you could, could tell. tell Ronnie had just a kick-ass joke. Well, you could tell it was probably like something cute Chad said. So the ticket costs 1,800 yen. How much money do you think that is, Chad? You're a man of uh, Japanese culture, so you should. That's, that's actually awesome that you say that. I have this written down right here. You look this up. No, I didn't look it up. I looked it up in my brain. Oh, okay. Go for it. Um, I would say 1,800 yen is approximately like 18 bucks. 18 USD. So when I uh, looked it up, it said it would translate to $16.46. Wow. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> How stupid is that? It's like Wednesday. And initially, I put in my notes, it's like 4 o'clock. Just wait till you see and they tell you the time. It's going to make you that much more mad. Because are you telling me this theater doesn't have any matinee specials? The theater industry is dying and it's because of these outrageous prices. It's stupid. The woman's eating lunch with headphones on, for God's sake. They got to pay her, man. I I mean, listen, due to that bitch Corey V, you can essentially watch every movie that comes out on HBO Max the same exact time it hits theaters. And it's not the same quite, or it's not exactly the same experience. But keep charging me sixteen dollars for a movie and watch how quickly I continue to stay at home and watch films while laying in the bathtub. That's what I'm saying. And touching your thing. Well, you know, depends on the movie. Sorry about that. I just come on. What's up with these movie theaters? So let's get on to the second minute of the episode. We uh, we see the beautiful white hair of my favorite character, Mahito walk by into the theater and we head into said theater where we are met with a black and white film with horrible picture quality can't believe we paid 16 dollars to get in here hey it's human earthworm 3 it's the third one the long-awaited human earthworm 3 not to mention oh so oh well do you (laughs) how about that this theater has five people in it so thank you for making my point about I thought it was how four. There are five people in this movie theater. Are you sure? 
Name the four. There's three uh, douchers sitting near the front, and then we've got Junpai sitting in the you back. You didn't see Mojito? Yeah, he's not actually a person. He's kind of a cursed spirit. Mm, he's, uh, what do they say about cursed spirits? They are the true humans. Well, that's what the curses say, but the humans well, don't say Mahita's that. Well, Mahita's my favorite character. I'm on his team, well, so. Junpai's mom is my favorite character, so. You don't know who Junpai's mom is. We have some loud chit-chatters that clearly didn't come here to watch the movie because they picked horrible seats. They're like, way over to the right. There's no one in the theater. What are the... They are, and why would you sit that close? I mean... These guys suck. To the close, or very close, all the way to the right. These assholes paid sixteen dollars each to go fondle each other in the worst seat in the theater. It's ridiculous. Also, can Mojito just like teleport through things, or he just walk in normal? He just walk. That's what I was saying. When uh, I know, I know he's sitting there, but I'm saying, well, well, it's about to come up, I guess. But I'm sure he can. I don't know. I feel like he can probably probably warp like we've seen Gojo do before. It seems like they like doing that in this show. So Yoshino's pretty upset. He spent his week's allowance coming to this film, but can't enjoy it due to these stupid high schoolers. And we cut back to the beating from earlier where Yoshino is swearing that he didn't look at any boobage. But that just gets him another kick in the face. Boobage. That's an awesome word. Thanks. My favorite part of this scene was they took the time to show us an older gentleman inside who was watching all of this go down. He couldn't care less. He was oh, one of those shit-ass teachers inside? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that guy, you know why he couldn't care less? Because he's literally looks like an ugly doofus. That's oh. why. Whoa, calm I down. I hate that guy. Jeez. If I had a button that I could push and kill that guy, I would do it. All right. Weird. Weird that you're so passionate about that. The lizard is still here, by the way. Has not moved. Well, actually, he has moved because he was kind of looking in my direction. Thankfully, he's turned the head a little bit. You need to get a photo might, of that. I ha- I got photos when you were like up making coffee when we said we were going to start recording. Couldn't have started that coffee process 10 minutes earlier. Instead, you had to wait till I got here. I've been start busy. Brewing. Not busy at all. Couldn't have been Your less boy busy. boy has been doing a lot of work. Mixtapes. <laughs> so, I mean, you want to kill this guy, and it is horrible thing for me to say because it's not that funny. Like, It's really not funny, um, dude. It's not at all. But the face the guy makes is what really did it for me. He makes a funny face and just kind of like, oh, never mind. I'm going to keep mine in my business while that mm-hmm. poor youth gets kicked in the face. He's going to go put something up his butt in the bathroom. Whoa. So the girl with the boobs keeps encouraging the boys to beat up Yoshino further, and he won't say it, but I will. She seems like a bit of a cunt. Yes, thank you for saying it. And also an S-word. Oh, what? I'm not going to say that I one. I want you to say it, though. It's a little too rough for the podcast. Just try, I'll bleep it out. Slut. Whoa! Don't take it back. I'm not taking it back. All I right. used to call people that all the time back in high school. But what changed? They just grew up, matured. They stopped screwing all my friends. So, um, my guy Yoshino, he stands up and says, Phew, All right, you ready for this? Swallow the coffee. It's going to make you spit it off. You You're not that attractive. Woo! You know it, and these three know it too. Get wrecked. 
The only reason they are fawning over you, by the way, so elegant to say the word fawning. Mm-hmm. The only re- the only reason they are fawning over you is because they think you'll let them bang you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. There is not many things that make me giggle like a little schoolgirl. Quite like when someone refers to having sex as banging. Banging, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's something you would say. It totally is. I say it all the time. Yeah, so I was just fucking banging this chick. And banging this broad, dude. It was hot. <laughs> no, but I'm glad he stood up and said this. You got to stand up for yourself. Stop being a little pusswad and sitting in the corner getting your ass beat. Stand up. Say she's not attractive, yeah. and tell her that she doesn't even have that good of boobs. Well, don't look at them, because I would say be careful. I'd say be careful not I would to say, look at them. I would say I haven't been looking at your boobs because they're practically non-existent. That's they're, what I would say. And I wouldn't even bang you. I wouldn't even but, bang you if you were the last girl on this earth. By the way, once again, I can see... like. I wouldn't say you should have finished it by now, but I can see no. where you're at. No, but let me finish. I can see where you're at in the coffee, and it's taking too long. Because you, you still have you half a cup. Okay. You still Ronnie. have half a cup. You've taken approximately 25 sips at this point. Ronnie, I know you only drink your juice. Take your little juicy in your long. water that I don't, your mom gives don't you. Don't drink juice, water, milk, and occasionally hot chocolate. Get it right. And the sippy cup that your mom gives it to you in. And it, that was not when we were five, when you used to microwave it in the microwave. We were totally 15. But when you drink hot coffee, you can't chug it because it's hot. It's a hot beverage. Well, that's just not true because people are... Well, if that is true, if you're going to sip it, don't gulp as loudly as you just did that I'm positive the oh, microphone so you're just mad up. at... You just have these little microaggressions towards me drinking anything, mm-hmm. eating anything. That's totally what it is. You just don't like me putting hey, stuff in my mouth. Eating, you do fine. Um... I don't have you don't a like me putting stuff in my mouth. I don't have a problem with you eating anything. Um, well, I've Frank's in your mouth all the time. I don't have a problem with that. So, checkmate. I just don't gulp then. You just gulp right there. Oh, you're talking about with Frank. My bad. No, not with. I don't. There's not a Frank, guys. So Frank we then cut exist. to the theater again, where we over. <laughs> Where we overhear the conversation from the three guys, and one of them could be heard saying, this episode, she won't let us bang her at all. She's no good anymore. (laughs) Uh, The good old days of hunting down girls with two of your best pals at your side, all working towards the ultimate goal of doing some banging with your buds. I know, dude. That's... I miss those days. Or when I had my ex, when I was dating her, she would still bang my buds, even yeah. though I didn't know about it. But it wasn't like a teamwork thing. It was, it was yeah, just, it was just kind of like a, she was just a slut. She was just banging. Meanwhile in the film, people are being injected and screaming. Just a whole lot is going on. But I can't focus on the plot of this film because these three assholes are now answering their phones. We then see Mojito appear behind them as he says... They need to mind their manners. He touches one of the guys on the side of the face, immediately making like a whole side of his face bulge out. It's looking creepy. Yeah, crazy bulge. We cut We cut to Yoshino analyzing the aftermath and then running out of the theater in search for Mahito, which seems like a dangerous life decision to me. It does. I 
I respect it, but I think it's very dangerous. I feel like the movie that you're watching, there's a lot of stupid decisions being made in that movie, like all horror films, and you don't need to follow that path, but right. he does it anyways. Yeah, I don't know if I would have done the same thing here. And, and then, dude, those things, whatever he turns them into is just terrifying. It does not look pleasant for the person mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But this is where I get confused. Remember how I was talking about the time and how we were still paying $16 for what I thought was 4 p.m. on a Wednesday? Turns out, when he runs out to meet Mojito, it's Monday at 10.10 a.m. Who pays $16 at 10 a.m.? For a freaking film. Why does the... It, I Okay. Do we need to break this down? There's so many problems with it. Okay, unless... Is there something that I don't understand? Do people in Japan, do they just like start their days way earlier than we do? I don't know. I, I feel like here in the state of mm-hmm. Georgia, of the United States, yeah. we watch films... 10 30 or later no early yeah there's not a show time i mean they would already been in the film the previews had already stopped we were in we were in what was it human eater worms three yeah they've already finished the film previews mm-hmm. we're on to the film right the actual film itself half, probably halfway through the film it's not a movie it's a film because it's a masterpiece it's art film um, the film's rolling behind them as it's projecting onto the screen halfway into the movie. That- the, the woman at the ticket booth, she was eating lunch. Like, that was not a breakfast she was eating. She was enjoying yeah. some lunch. Uh, I don't know if we were to presume that this, that, you know, I mean, what? Both, all these kids are out of school. Like, what is going on? I don't, I think maybe a culture difference, maybe. Maybe uh-huh. so, but it's... For some reason, this episode, I don't know why they decided to do it. They're showing timestamps like crazy, and every time they do, it makes me a little bit more mad. And guess, you know what? That's a waste of yen. Save your yen, young mm-hmm. lad. $16. And then you ran out of the theater just because some uh, kids got disformed. At least finish the film. F- finish the film. I... Don't leave a film unseen. That's what I always say. You start one, finish yeah. it. Film. So I don't know if we are to believe that Yoshino eventually tracked Mahito down. This is where I was so confused. On another day, I think it's supposed to be the same it's exact nighttime. day. So he, he's well, been like, running go- for 12 hours. <laughs> I get so good. But then it looks nighttime, right? It looks nighttime. I don't know if it got cloudy and there's a rain situation going on. Or if it's just the aura. Aura, aura, mm-hmm, true. Of mojito. But we gotta keep moving on. You know, we're gonna try and get through this together. Mojito asked if those three were special to him, and as he remembers back to the beating he took and how the assholes were laughing at him, he musters up the courage and asks, "Can I do that too?" Ooh, this is not Ooh, good. Bad sign. And we go into the op. We come out of it, and the authorities have arrived. Panda. Unfortunately, this is not going to be an easy day at the office. This is what I was talking about. These bodies are not destroyed nor completely obliterated. This is a bad situation. We cut to what I'm guessing is the office of the movie theater. And there is a suit and tie upset that Itadori and his friend have arrived to the Mm -hmm. scene even before the authorities did. The man looking at the security footage and smoking a cig. Love it. Is what? This, watching the security footage or smoking a cig? 
Well, he's watching the film of the security footage while smoking a cigarette inside. Mm. How badass is that? Love a, you like a cig inside? That's like an uh, this is like the 1960s, man. Yeah. I remember my uh and my keep mom, in mind it's 10:30. Still 10:30. I remember <laughs> my mom before the accident, she would tell me stories about years ago. Um how she would be in elementary school and the teachers would just be puffing away at cigs inside. Really? Yeah, they would just be in the hallways just chowing down on cigs th- with their lungs. Chowing down. That's a funny way to say it. Cause he, and I was like, I didn't believe her. And then my uh, dad, before he left, he was like, yeah, it happened all the time. Principles and everything. The man smoking a cig, he's more concerned about how messed up the guys were, saying that that's not something a person could do. He says, just pretend you never saw it. If you want to reach retirement in this line of work, that's how you got to do it. You just got to wipe it off and act like you just bury it deep in the back. That's the healthiest way to deal with it. And I respect that even more. I love good, normal people that don't try to get too involved with shit that looks as creepy as that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> if you see something like that, I think it's a pretty fair game to play to just stay away. Yeah, yeah the lizard is still here. Thank you for checking on me and making You're sure welcome. that it hadn't crawled up into anything. Ew. <laughs> I don't want it to crawl up in Yeah, you, you said, I, I, exactly. I wasn't afraid of it jumping on top of me and attacking me. I was afraid of it trying to sneak somewhere it shouldn't. I'd be afraid of for the lizard, not for you, if it crawled up in you. Some people, well, to be fair, me too. It is a mess down there. Entirely too many honey buns. Some people might think he's referring to something more sinister, but I believe he's making a point. Okay, so wait, this is this is my joke about the movie theater industry again. Okay, film um, industry. Yeah, some might think he's talking about the deformed corpses in the theater. I think he's just making a point about the dying movie theater industry. This is some bad press. These 9.30 a.m. ticket sales already weren't great to begin with. They only sold uh, four because Mojito definitely didn't pay for a ticket. He just waltzed on in there because no one could see him. Um, And you know what else, too? I feel like the whole movie mm -hmm. industry could do a lot better if they changed it to the film industry. Film industry. Yep. People would respect it more. Um, you know, I don't want to pay 16 bucks for a movie. Hell no. But I'll... But a film? Baseline, $16 for a film, great. Perfect. Especially the third version of that film. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> we cut over to Itadori and fr- his friend observing the crime scene. And the other man says that it is the residual taint of <laughs> cursed energy. I love good taint talk. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> don't... Listen... We'll go. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about this guy. We learned that his name's Nanami. Don't call anything the residual taint. Yeah, call it the residual gooch. That's a lot better. <laughs> no, it's not. That's gross. Stop it. Itadori Dude, says. When's the last time you've like seen your own taint? I don't know if I've ever seen my own taint. It's you've, a, you've never like just looked in the mirror. It's a tough spot. Like, oh. You got to do some serious bending to or just video to observe that taint. Yeah, I guess you could video. You got to you got to have some long arms though to get a good angle. Oh, dude, let's right. stop talking about it. It was your you started it. Itadori says he doesn't see it. He doesn't see the residual taint and is told by his mentor here that it's because he isn't trying hard enough. <laughs> Try bend over harder. 
When a curse technique is used, it leaves traces behind. He tells Itadori to focus his vision and look carefully. Itadori does so and manages to achieve his goal. He can see the residual taint. Nanami goes on to say that a proper sorcerer can sense curses before seeing them. Itadori asks for a little more praise, you know, it's a pretty big deal and all, being able to see the residual taint. And we got Chaz's QOD from my boy Nanami, who is, at current form, my favorite character in the show. Whoa, already. Already. He passed Just from this QOD right here. Yeah, well, Fushi, he's kind of taking a backseat right now. He's not in the... I'm just talking about for these episodes that Fushi is not in. We have not seen Fushi this episode. Well, so then maybe make your point clear. Well, okay, that was my point right there. But he says, I deny praise or judge. Fuck. I messed this up. Well, guys, it's his favorite character. Oh, here it is. But he doesn't even have the quote. Sorry, I just don't know how to type. I'm used to writing things down on uh, paper. Quote of the week. I don't praise or judge anyone. I adhere to facts and logic. That's who I am. What's going on to me? That's, That's me right there. I always... I don't judge anybody by what they look like or what they feel like. Seems like you judge me pretty hard about wanting some mac and cheese, but... Oh, that was stupid. Not that I've ever been invited to a party, but if I was and I happened to run into this guy, I'd expect him to not be that fun at said party. (laughs) Well, he's not a party guy, man. He He, he looks like a guy that would sit down and enjoy a proper film. That's what he looks like. And to be fair, if Nanami saw me, he would say... I can't imagine talking to that guy at a party would be a whole lot of fun. But maybe we just start our own little, our own like, little I, party. He'd be like, I can so see that guy driving to a Bojangles, complaining about mac and cheese, and then leaving a review on Yelp about it. This guy likes mac and cheese. Don't even act like he doesn't. You can tell. I don't think he would leave a Yelp review. Especially a two-star. It was a one. It wasn't Yelp. Give it a one. I'm not a gross person that uses Yelp. Well, hey, give it a one star. Don't be generous. Give him a two. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. He also says that he mistakenly once thought that society followed the same principles, but he was ultimately disappointed. And Itadori doesn't feel like the two of them are hitting it off so well. I would agree. What's going on over there at that phone? Travis just messaged me. Travis messaged up. you. Yep. What do you say? He was talking about that dinner that we're eating. Oh, yeah. That party we're going to. All right. We see a flashback where Gojo is explaining that he won't be able to help Itadori today, but not to worry. He's called in a friend that can be trusted. Gojo has friends? There's no way. So please know that the teachers at this school are such phonies that Gojo is literally having to call for outside help. It's so weird to me. I'm, I, I agree with you. At first, Thank I you. was like, okay, this guy's going a little too hard at the schools. Mm-hmm. Nanami, though, is such a badass and mm-hmm. seems like he was born to be a sensei that he should be a teacher at the school. And what else? What do you think of? Uh, what do you think Gojo's doing when he's off on business or whatever? That he's always having to miss things. I don't know. I. What do you think? Good take. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Great take. I feel like it's just something silly. You think he's like frolicking in flowers or something? Yeah. Okay. That seems like something he'd do. Or do you? Th- 
Sometimes I feel like he's a bad guy, secretly. That's why I wanted to ask you, because you've had that take. <laughs> I think he's secretly doing some bad shit. Ooh. He seems like the type of guy that calls them movies. So, uh, this is when we officially get a name to the face. It's uh, Nanami Kinto, the ex-salary man, jujitsu sorcerer. Ex-salary man, that's a funny name. <laughs> Gojo says plenty of sorcerers are oddballs. But since he worked for a company, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's been in the workforce, you know? And he's got cool goggles or whatever you want to call them. I hate those goggles. Love them. How do they stay on his face? Gojo says Curse he... technique energy. Uh, Gojo says he's a first grade sorcerer. Or grade one sorcerer. They don't right. really call him for... Well... Same thing. It just sounds silly calling someone a first grader. Itadori notices that a lot of these people wear sunglasses and stuff to hide their eyes. And somehow, Gojo's blindfold, here's my thing about the goggles, is less ridiculous than whatever Nanami's no, wearing on his face. it's not. He's wearing an entire blindfold, still looks less ridiculous than Nanami. I think Nanami looks so damn cool, and I would have to think that a lot of people agree with me. Itadori, I mean, he looks cool, but those goggles... Well, that's the reason he looks cool. If he takes those off, he's going to look like a weirdo. No, I don't think so. Itadori asks why he didn't become a sorcerer to start off with. And Nanami says, whoa, not so fast. We should greet each other first. I like this guy. I already (laughs) like him. Everything he says just makes me like, okay, I want to be just like this guy. Yeah, the many of times because I have just like a ton of friends, and so if you're around and I'm introducing you to someone, I'm like, hey, you know, this is my friend Chad, and they go, oh, how's it going, man? And you go, no, no. Introduce yourself first, <laughs> and then you guys make a greeting, and then he's they're like, like, oh, are you that guy with a successful pot? No, <laughs> introduce yourself to me first. And they go, all right, I'm, I'm, Kenny. And you say, thank you. My podcast is doing below average but we have fun doing it and still not getting uh residuals from it they both say nice to meet you and now he will honor us with the answer to the original question he said he studied at jujitsu high and one thing he learned is that sorcerers are shit yes this guy gets it and then he worked at a company and learned that work is shit. Yes, this guy gets it again. So anime when he's saying this, by the way. He's... I think he was, when he said uh, sorcerers are shit, he was just talking about the teachers. Like you were saying. Yeah, and let me get this straight. I really like this guy. I'm not quite on your bandwagon yet, where I think he's the coolest. But yeah, he says some stuff later we'll get to. I am on, I like this guy a lot. He goes on to say that if both are equally shit, he'll take the more he's or the one he's more suited to. He then goes on to say that he doesn't be, or that he does believe and have faith in Gojo, but he does not respect him. God, I love this guy. Which I felt that really me. sums up how I feel about you. Like, yeah, uh, you know, sometimes you're a pretty good friend. You'll come through for me, but. I do not respect you. Holy and shit. And why is that? Give me one. You're just uh, one? Okay. Uh, you're a terrible person. Two reasons. Give me two. You're disgusting. Okay, one, just one more. Um, the fluids that you intake. Okay, that's the only one I'll accept. <laughs> uh, you know I don't respect you? I don't want to know. It's going to be mean. Okay, then I won't say it. 
You can say it. It's only fair. Is it my smile? Your teeth. You hate my pretty white teeth. (laughs) You hate my award-winning smile. And this is where this guy, look at this, officially becomes my second favorite character. Wow, who's your first? Mojito? Um, Mojito. Mojito? Yeah, Mojito. This guy can't. Okay, if we're going to watch Japanese shows, let's get cultured up. Yeah, well, let's go back to last episode where I'm pretty sure... uh, you pronounce right. you pronounce eight different names, seventy six different ways, just like really covering all the bases. You're just like, well, if anyone comes at you, you can definitely be like, well, I at least said it once <laughs> right. At least I'm, one time I said it right because I pronounced it every way possible. Well, I'm, I've heard that a lot of people don't know how to pronounce them, so I'm trying to give them every basis <laughs> so they know. So this is why he's my second favorite character. He says, "I hate how the higher ups do things." That's yep. what I've been saying. Thank you, Natami. He says he are he does believe in rules and regulations. I also love a man who's all about rules. Yep, and you know, regulations. If if we don't have rules and regulations, good point. We're just living in anarchy. Yep. Then he says this conversation is going on too long. In short, I don't recognize Itadori as a sorcerer either. Even if you do carry Sukuna, please make an effort to prove that you are useful. This guy would hate our podcast. Oh my way. god, he would he hate it. He would hate it. Let's get him on. <laughs> Itadori does some self-reflection and thinks how he's been forced to realize how weak and useless he is. But hell, oh. But he'll become strong. He has to or he won't be able to ch- choose how he dies properly he says i'll make you notice me i'll show you and then nanami says show it to the higher-ups because frankly i don't, <laughs> don't care. care gosh this I guy rips give a damn this was an epic introduction i see why gojo likes him so much we cut back to the present where itadori is asking about surveillance footage nanami says just one other young boy and most likely a cursed spirit is behind it with only a small chance that the young man could have done it. They roof the re- they, they roof the reach. They reach the roof <laughs> as we see a creature crawl on the wall behind them. Ooh, creepy. Uh, Nanami pauses because you know he noticed this right away. You're yeah. not getting past him. This monster is green with some Travis is calling me at the moment. Should oh, okay, I answer? yeah, answer it on air. This should be fun. Put him on speaker. Hey Travis. Travis, you're on the, uh, the Podcast, Podcast Chronicles. Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Putting me on the spot here. Listen, uh, but thanks for having me on. It's been fun as always. It'll probably all be edited. So, uh, <laughs> None of it will be there. <laughs> all right. Well, what time are we eating? I think six. I think six is what time we're playing on eating. Did he say where? Where at? I don't know. He said he's coming this way, so it might be. Okay. But if I could uh, put a nice little edit in there to block out the word upset again, because we're not giving free advertising away on your podcast. Correct. This is not a sponsor. Yeah. You think? Can you talk to Donnelly's? See if he'll sponsor us. Ooh, yeah. I mean, probably. Probably. Let's go. I mean, it seems like it'd be worth it to all you podcasters out there in the Canada area. You're gonna come on down to wherever. 
podcast is located by a guitar. Great. <laughs> what did Canada have to do with that? I don't know. All <laughs> right, bro. Well, let's, my phone just died on it. <laughs> All right. All right. So what the heck are we talking about? I already talked about that. Sponge oh, yeah, yeah. detergent. So we got a we yeah we got a monster. This monster is green with some big old bug eyes. One of the worst receding gum lines you've ever seen, and it's also muttering lunchbox. Oh man, these things are terrifying. When they say things like that, makes it even creepier. Like if they said "I will kill you," I wouldn't be as scared as if they said lunchbox. Oh really? Yeah. For some reason, that's just terrifying. Well, let's see how you feel about this next guy, even though you kind of already said it. Nanami says he will handle this one, and Itadori can handle the other one. And we see a white blob with a sideways mouth praying in the corner and saying, Good detergent. Yeah, terrifying. You're okay, you're right. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If it said bad detergent, I wouldn't have been as scared, but good detergent? Oh my god. Nanami says if Itadori decides he can't beat it, to let him know. As he but unbuttons his jacket and starts to loosen up his leopard print tie, which was mm. pretty hot, he goes on to There's say, a lot of "Hot characters. I am an adult and you're a child. I have a duty to prioritize your life over mine. Just because you face several life or death situations doesn't make you an adult." This guy gets it, man. Everything he says, he gets it, and he's getting close to Panda's level here. Of, Whoa! Yeah, he uh, he's about to surpass Panda. Damn. Panda. I would love that. I am so sick of you talking about that panda. Oh, he rips. I can't wait for him to be in the show. He's going to be a fan favorite when he's actually doing stuff. So, he he goes on to say, Hair falling out of your pillow and your favorite stuffed bread disappearing from the convenience store, that is what growing up really is. Preach, brother. Oh, yeah. And now we see a time card that says we are, that it's 11.15 a.m., busiest morning ever (laughs) and the next part here i am very excited to try and uh make sense and explain whatever nanami's curse technique is dang so you didn't say accumulation of all these little despairs is what makes you an adult no because honestly i thought he was being a little bit of an arrogant asshole there See, I thought that was a great I felt line. like I didn't need that line. That line was awesome. I feel like every line this guy says needs to be on here. It you know, needs to be on the podcast. There's some too big of words where I was like, all right, we get it. You know, you're a salary, you're an ex-salary man, but calm down. I mean, that just makes so much accumulation of all your little despairs. I mean, it's poetic, but geez, like. Just think about any time you pick up food, you accidentally spill a little bit in the car on the way back. Like some fries fall out. Yep, here's another accumulation of a little despair. Something like that. Stub your toe. So he says uh, his technique allows him to forcibly create a weak point on any opponent. And to the best of my knowledge, it's like uh, he's if you make it an imaginary line representing like the width, or it even sometimes seems like the length, of a creature, and then you dissect it into ten equal parts, if he hits that number seven, that seventh spot, it causes a critical hit. He says it allows him to do a good amount of damage to enemies he is much weaker than, and if their cursed energy is weak, he can cut them in two, even with a blunt blade. What do you think of this? What do you think of this power? I enjoy it. it, yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I like his weapon. 
Yeah, I like his weapon and what he does, but I don't think it's going to work against somebody stronger. Yeah, it's we'll have to see. So Itadori is struggling with his own monster, but yet is still asked if he is listening to this very confusing explanation. And since his focus has taken off the battle at hand, the monster manages to throw him against this baseball minigame they have on the roof of, I guess, still this theater. I don't know where they are. I don't know what game this is, but I'm intrigued. I'm a little bit mad. Like, what is the, what is this game? Did you see this game? I did. I have no idea. I, I was hoping that you had all of these answers because I looked them up, couldn't find them. Well, you definitely didn't look them up. You don't have to I, lie. There's no reason to lie. I did multiple calculations and research. Could not figure out the answers to the equations. This place is a damn theme park. Itadori asked if Nanami should be revealing this information out loud. And Nanami says, Revealing one's hand is a pact that increases the effectiveness of one's technique. He provides an example by taking a swing at the monster, cutting its arms and legs off Whoa. in one swipe. Beautiful. And here's a, this ex-salary man. I don't know why I have not mentioned this yet. Why is he dressed like he's going to a salary job? Another very good point. And I think it's because he's so... He's just a classy guy. He is. He's And his hair, like you can tell he definitely probably bleaches it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Slicks it back. He's got definitely has hair gel in it. Am I wrong? No. This is the kind of guy who it doesn't matter if it's a Sunday morning. He's waking up at seven thirty a.m., putting on a suit and just get. Yeah. Even if he's just gonna sit down and watch TV, which he would never do. If anything, he's gonna read a novel. Yeah. Uh, he would watch a film though. He oh yeah, he'd watch a film, just not TV. He'd go to his theater room because he's an ex salary man. Yeah. So he's got a nice bank account. Don't be mistaken. And he, you know, starts up his old school projector because that's the way you truly watch film. Yep. Not one of these high tech projectors that hang from the ceiling. I'm talking old school movie reel. Like someone's in the back reeling it for him. He's hired somebody <laughs> yes, to reel it. Because he's an ex salary man. So Itadori is amazed because he notices that Nanami's blade is not only wrapped up, but he used the back of it to slice right through the curse. Itadori, still dealing with his detergent monster, he builds up some cursed energy as he thinks back to a training session with the most chill Gojo I have ever seen. Who do they think they are just tossing this into our lap like it's something we see all the time? Because it's just Gojo just wearing some khakis, a long sleeve tee that's neck is so stretched out he could fit a watermelon through it. I mean, these kids and their style nowadays. Oh, and by the way, no blindfold, but rather sunglasses. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like he just stretched it out on purpose mm-hmm. so he could show his sexy ass like collarbone right. line and his shoulders. His traps a little bit. Yeah. Gojo, I'm not, I've never been a uh, homosexual man. Right. But Gojo. It's making you think about it. Well, not really think about it. And I've think- just seen people talk about him being good looking. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the, the whole Aaron situation back at the last show we watched. Right. There was people that had talked about him being good looking, and I'm not agreeing. I'm just kind of relaying that he's a sexy guy. Right. That- Frank, Gojo, Aaron, Infinity. This list is really piling up for you, buddy. Well, this is just some research I've done. So, uh, did this not throw you off, though, when he's just chilling in sunglasses? Yeah. Like, 
Oh, it, it threw me off, man. My stomach got the butterflies in my stomach. We're in episode nine, and just all of a sudden, they're like, oh, by the way, Gojo sometimes look like looks like this too. So Gojo's making comments about and I'm how like, oh, slowly. Sometimes my dick looks like this. Whoa! It got bigger. Whoa! All right, calm down. Gojo, literally, Gojo is making comments about how slowly Yuji builds up cursed energy. He says that this energy can't keep up with his explosive power. He's still not good at amassing cursed energy, so it tends to lag behind, which causes an irregular flow. Ooh, I've, I actually had to go to the doctor about that. Yeah, uh, that's why I kind of paused there. I didn't know if you wanted to talk yeah. about anything. Do you, like, should I talk about it? We should. I mean, you kind of hit the hit the main point. We don't have they to keep going. They stick a Q-tip in your urethra. Whoa, we see an example as Gojo further explains the moment after Itadori strikes, his cursed energy flows behind and slams, causing two impacts. It's called Divergent Fist. There you go. You're learning. Culture like, up. <laughs> Gojo says it's not something many can do on purpose, so it will come in great use. Itadori punches a hole through the detergent as Nanami looks on and is amazed that his raw strength is superhuman. The second blow has little cursed energy, but Nanami thinks if it reaches a hundred but it reaches a hundred and twenty percent of an average sorcerer's power. Damn, so he was just born with super strength. That's yeah. basically what we're getting at. That's exactly so we, what we're we have the answer now. He was born with super strength, and there's people in this world that are born with super strength. Mm-hmm. Besides him. There's a decent would, amount of them. At this point, I would agree. Okay. He goes on to say that he has much to learn, but if he can find a way to imbue 100% of his cursed energy into 100% of his martial arts, and he kind of pauses, he says... Now I can see why Gojo brought him. So the two of them start to put an end to both of their monsters when Nanami realizes that one of them is wearing a watch. Mm. And, you know, he initially thinks there's some funny business going on, but I want to throw this back to the very first episode. Remember that monster walking around asking what time is it? That Yeah. Sometimes I think monsters just want to know what time it is, and this one... Had a watch. Had a watch. But we move on. He tells Itadori that he took a picture of his curse, which caused surprise since curses aren't supposed to show up in photos. Which is the first time we've heard of that, right? Have they said that yet? Because... Ooh, this is another good one. In the video surveillance camera, we might call a bluff on that. We saw Yoshina running out of the theater. I wonder if you could see the... Well, no, they're people. They're actually people, too, so they would show up on the video surveillance. Right. But I don't, I don't know if they actually showed that or not. They probably didn't see Mojito. Or Mojito. <laughs> Mojito. Nanami says what they have been fighting were former humans, which we get confirmed by the sexy mortician. She says the structure of their bodies was forcibly altered by a cursed technique. Nanami says if that had been it, he would have noticed, but they fought full of cursed energy, almost like cursed spirits. She says there is evidence that their brain stems were tampered with, most likely to create a state of confusion and impaired consciousness. Good lord. It's terrifying. 
Damn, if that's the definition, Ch- Chad, turns out you've been consuming cursed techniques for years now. How often, yeah. I mean, how often have you been tampering with your brain stems to create a state of confusion and impaired consciousness? I would say probably 50% of my life. Uh, by the way, he wasn't getting ready to throw up there. That was just a 15-second yawn that he finished. Was <laughs> You caught the end of. The lizard is still here, by the I way. Know. He seems to be coiling up a little bit more. I shouldn't presume that it's a he. It might be a she lizard. I think he's napping. He's kind of holding his tail with one of its his right... Uh, what do you call him? One of his right ligaments? Paws. I don't think lizards have paws, do they? What do you legs. Call? I guess just one of his legs. One of, one his, of, his, one uh, of his feet, I guess. Talons. Hmm. I don't know. She says the relations between the brain and cursed energy is still a black box. So to learn more, they would have to track down the culprit. And then she ends by saying, to sum it up, these guys died of shock from having their bodies modified. Which is hardcore, so she wants to make sure Itadori knows that he didn't kill them. So they do die instantly, kind of. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I'll just leave their shell of a life force <laughs> just a shell of a body yeah i i always project my life force onto women what does that mean itadori looks pretty sad and after they hang up with the mortician he says the deaths of the two are weighing on him heavily please stop looking at the lizard because when you look at him i think he's doing something and then you know i'm trying to read notes but then keep keep tabs on this lizard going to attack you Lizard man will not get you. Nanami says the two of them were probably a bluff to try and lure them into something further. It looks like this will... Okay. Yawning again? I'm not. That was a fake yawn. Okay, well, how about do this? Stop fake yawning. Okay. Even though I don't believe you. You've had two cups of coffee. It's 3.15 p.m. 3.15. 3.14. You know what Ronnie does? I live one minute ahead of everyone else because I like to stay on top of things. Just way too many yawns. Okay, well, keep talking and I won't yawn. I was talking and you were yawning during my talk because you have no notes. You have zero notes. I have a lot. You just are boring. We cut to the sewers where it's Monday at 11 a.m., Okay, I don't know what's going on now. We have literally been running around all, all day. day. Good lord. This is the most eventful one hour ever. So much has happened in one hour on this Monday morning. I'm so confused. Are we sure it's not just that time, but in a different day? My, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I just know initially... Uh, who knows? All right, we got to... Good lord. <laughs> Mahito is saying that there are cursed spirits known as, strap it on, special grade potential apparitions. Yep. Told you that earlier. Make a better name. Cursed spirits are a collection of the cursed energy admitted by humans. We see that my boy Mahito is chilling so hard in a sewer hammock. And I too am part of that hammock life. I love a good hammock. Yeah, you are. He says whether it actually exists or not, a shared image of fear 
makes it easy for a powerful curse to manifest. Shared image of fear. See, I almost, before I really understood this show, I had watched a few episodes, mm-hmm. I almost thought that Junpai, he had a strong, whatever it's called, image of fear slash hatred, and he was the one that created Mojito. But I Ooh. think I was completely wrong. That's all right. Hey, I like when you're thinking. I like when you're thinking. Yoshino is a brave lad just hanging out, standing in the middle of the sewer while Mahito lays in a hammock reading a book. And I'll be completely honest. I don't really understand what they're talking about here. It's very convoluted. Something about monsters and stories and stuff are considered special grade potential apparitions and sorcerers are always on the lookout for them. Did you? Yeah. Oh my! Like the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, like they're always on the nature. lookout for Bigfoot and the Loch Loch Ness monster. So he's saying like those things do exist, but they're curses, not really right. Something the everyday person could Some see. Some people have seen them and have been able to write stories about them, but not everyone has seen them. So Mahito says that Yoshino is easy to talk to, which uh, kind of makes Yoshino a little awkward. We then hear some scary noises deeper in the sewers. Mahito appears right next yep. to the young Yoshino as he says, People have always feared the earth, the forest, and the oceans. Because the cursed energy directed towards those is far too big. They gained wisdom before they took shape and remained in hiding up until now. So this was so, very cool, I thought. Yeah. They show Mahito's gang... Obviously, Jogo, Earth, Hanami Forest, Red Squid Ghost, Ocean, and Mahito, who we see in some really good light, has some slender legs and an absolute dump truck for an ass. Did you see this? (laughs) No, I don't think it's a dump truck. Oh, my boy. Listen, once again, flattest ass I've ever seen right here across the table from me. I don't need your opinion on dump trucks. Mahito is packing some booty back there. I've been inside a few dump trucks, so I know that's what I'm best at knowing about. You open up the trunk, you get slapped across the face. That's what I don't think he is. I think he's he looks like somebody that's packing in the front. He's he's a grower, not a shower. uh, You didn't see the shot. You didn't see the shot that I'm talking about because he's got Mahito. I will say this about him: he has got a way of moving his legs in certain stances that is Mm -hmm. just bona fide sexiness. And I'm not saying I'm attracted to him. I'm saying it's just you could be, you could look like you and do it, and that's still hot. You think so? Yeah. All right. Let's try it out sometime. I don't even know what I was talking about after. I just got, I just got mind wiped from looking at that butt. Mahito says that he is proud to call them all friends, and Yoshino asks Mahito what kind of curse he is. To which he responds, a human one. In a, just a terrifying whisper. I, okay, so do I need to try it again? Try it again. I'm a, I'm a human one. That was not good. I, I'm a human Let one. Me, it, was, it was more I, of a terrifyingly sexy one. Okay, so terrifyingly sexy. Like a human one. I'm a human one. That was better. You sound like Batman kind of. But. No, that'd be... I'm a human one. A human one. I'm a curse that was born from the hatred. (laughs) I can't, you can't copy Mahito. It's too too good. And fear people hold in their gut towards one another. 
So that's, let me say that one more time. A curse that was born from the hatred and fear people hold in their gut towards others. Awesome. Mahito, best character. Case closed. He's a very good one, but... At a local high school... There's a panda. Nanami has put together some information that should help narrow down the culprit's hideout. Assistant to the manager is now here, which you know made me very mad. And as he continues to investigate, he or as Nanami continues to investigate, he wants to assign Itadori to another task. He shows Yuji a picture of Yoshino and says after after reviewing the surveillance footage, Nanami thought it unlikely that Yoshino could be the curse user. However, and that's another yawn. <laughs> Two cups of coffee, three twenty p.m. on a Saturday. Too many yawns. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. However, if he's related to the victim, that changes things. He wants Yuji, an assistant to the manager, to look into Yoshino. They Ew. both. <laughs> Not literally, Chad. Oh. They both agree. And Itadori points out that he doesn't know any assistants other than assistant to the manager, which I just yeah. thought was a funny line. Yeah. Because some people might think that we take the assistant to the manager thing too far, like they only said it like one time. But then even Yuji's still right here acknowledging the fact... Acknowledging this doofus. ...that he's an assistant, and more specifically, an assistant to the manager. Yep. And that person, who I just won't say assistant to the manager again, because that's just... They say something pointless, and then they're off. I just didn't even write down what he said, because hey, I hate this no, guy so no much. Point. This guy's a doofus. Until, oh wait, he comes back and confirms that Nanami actually knows the location of the culprit. Nanami says of course he knows, and that if the culprit had wanted, he could have left the scene without leaving any residuals. So Mahito's a badass, is what he's saying. See, okay, uh, let me clap back at you. You were mad that I wasn't putting enough emphasis on the tuh. You're just making him a straight-up alcoholic beverage sometimes. Well, he's, he's, that's basically how he acts. He acts like an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> he lures you in. <laughs> no, and keep, as soon as you get... Keep he, going, I like where you're going. He lures you in, and then he touches your soul. He transfigures your body into being a yeah. mindless... Mm-hmm. Goofy, hang around with them too much, and you and just, just start blurt, you start blurting out regret. random object objects, yeah. just like detergent and lunchbox, because mm-hmm. you're so hammered, mm-hmm. you're so blackout. You hang around him, or you hang around them too long, you're gonna start seeing a bunch of dump trucks for asses that just really get oh, you going. Yeah. You'll just start literally texting everyone Some or Snapchatting everyone. Yeah, that's that's one thing that mojitos do to me. I just start Snapchatting every chick in my snapchat just a picture of this soft d whoa let's see uh, that's chat for you you always take it one step too far that makes me a little bit uncomfortable that's kind of your move okay, you go let's edit that out you keep going you make me laugh and then you take it one step too far let's, let's edit that out guys with your mind but I am on your Snapchat friends list, and he's not lying, because when he says he sends it to everyone, he sends it to everyone. Add me, guys. <laughs> At Chasmania. He follows it up by saying we are being lured in again. Not the first time this has happened. And Nanami has decided to go in alone as opposed to taking Itadori with him. He's still just a child, after all. 
And what a reasonable wow. thing for a teacher to say on the third week of school. But Nanami also corrects Itadori, who rushed back in to say, be careful, by telling him that he is not a teacher so he can stop calling him sensei. Because he doesn't want to be associated with those mm-hmm, guys. Mm-hmm. So I was wrong to call him a teacher. Itadori called him sensei. He said, hey, cut that shit. I'm not one of the higher-ups. I'm literally just an ex-salary man who's here doing helping out my friend Gojo. Egg and salary guy. And we then cut to the lamest stakeout ever as the assistant to the manager is leading things. They get out of the car to follow on foot. Itadori is holding a crate filled with little monsters for some reason. And then... Lost in paradise. And then we go to the Juju stroll. Oh, God. Gojo is just trying to hang out with his boy Nanami, who turns him down big time. And that leads to Gojo sending a note to Nanami, who opens it in private to find out that it is a drawing of a penis. Penis, yep. And it looks like you. I was like, oh, that looks just like Ronnie. Well, I mean, you don't have to tell people straight up that you've seen my penis, but I guess it's too late now. That's the end of this episode. Yeah. You can email us at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. You can join the Discord in the link below. Yes, you Follow can. us on Twitter at Podcast Chronic. No one listens on YouTube, Venmo but you can us. certainly subscribe to us there. You can Venmo us at Venmo.com. We will talk to you next episode. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chazzy. Peace. Peace.